Welcome to EO Audio, the frothy and satisfying podcast of the East Oregonian. It's Friday, October 16th, 2015, and today's show is brought to you by the Pendleton Oktoberfest. The inaugural event is Saturday from noon to 9 p.m. at the Pendleton Roundup Grounds and will feature local sausage, mustard, music, and, of course, beer. The event is all ages, and proceeds will go to the Pendleton Animal Welfare Service and Altrusa. On the show today, our sports reporters break down tonight's games, including the big homecoming showdown between Hepner and Stanfield and the beginning of league play for Hermiston and Pendleton. Then our NFL pickers, Tim and Steve, make their apologies for last week's 1-4 and four effort and try to make it right. of the Pigskin Pickers podcast. I'm Matt Entrup with the East Oregonian, here with Sam Barbie of the Hermiston Herald, hey. and Eric uh, Singer from the East Oregonian. How's it going? And, uh, sorry Eric, we've had so many Eric's here in, in the past, <laughs> I forget some, sometimes right. who we're on. Uh, so starting off, we'll go through the Pigskin Pickers uh, stuff from last week. Looks like we had Kevin going 8-2 and two again. I mean, this guy claims he's just flipping a coin. Um you know, I want to know what coin this is. Can I get my hands on it? Uh, I want to break down his technique. Is he flipping with his thumb, with his <laughs> finger? Is he doing it some other way that we don't know about? Somehow he's got this really accurate coin. But uh, he's, he's, he, he is uh, tied with you, you for go. the overall lead at 37 and 13. Yeah. So you're just doing yours based on pure knowledge. I mean that's that I hope I hope that's how it works out. Yeah. All right, so chance versus skill, I guess is what we've got going here. Uh looking at this week's picks, we've got a couple of unanimous on there. Hermiston over the Dowls and Ontario over Mac High. Uh we've got a few people going Pendleton over Hood River, a couple going Stanfield over Hepner, but otherwise those other teams are heavy favorites. And we got uh, college picks, Oregon, Oregon State on there, UCLA at Stanford, uh, Michigan State at Michigan, and then a couple of NFL picks. And those are all pretty mixed, so hopefully we'll see a little bit of movement in the standings this week. And so moving along on that note, uh, the dogs obviously heavy favorites after what Oregon's Point been, and a half been a heavy putting. Favorite. Well, heavy favorites based on the pickers, I guess. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, all those picks will be in Thursday's East Oregonian. And so now moving along to the local high school picks this week, we got the start of CRC play, Columbia River Conference here. Big, big week for the 5A schools. Both of them on the road down in, uh, down in the gorge out there. So let's start with uh, Hermiston at the Dalles, a, a meeting that we are told is definitely going to happen this week. Uh, Sam, you got to talk to Blaine about that and confirm that on Monday. Yeah, there was just a little bit of doubt. Um, the Dalles canceled their game uh, last week against Nissa that was supposed to be played in Hermiston, ironically. Um, they, they had low numbers to start the season. Um, they've had some injury problems. Um, in the first five weeks, so so the athletic director and the football coach just decided, you know, it was in the players' best interest that they not play that week, but they will play this week. Um, uh, there's not much to say about it, really. Yeah, they've scraped together a team. Yeah, is it going to be enough to knock off Hermiston? Uh, the Bulldogs had some trouble getting past a winless Sandy last week. A little more trouble than I thought they were going to have. 
Is there any chance that they overlook the Dows at this point? No, or? <laughs> no, no. There's no chance because in the situation that Hermiston's in right now, you realize that every 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 opportunity you have to get a win is the best opportunity mm-hmm. in front of you. And we're looking at another week without Deshaun Neal. We, that? Uh, as far as I understand, um, he wasn't practicing yesterday, um, and that's you know we're, it's Tuesday night. You know you're doing game prep mm-hmm. Tuesday night. If you're not you're not practicing, then it's 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 a tough sell try to play. So uh, I, I would expect Nathan Hunsaker to be behind center again. Um, and, and he didn't, he didn't play poorly. Um, just no. it, 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 for whatever reason, they, they just, the offense still sort of struggled until it needed to score mm-hmm. points and then it scored points um, at the end of the game. But and, and, yeah. All right. So obviously you're going with Hermiston on yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, you know, the last time the Dallas was able to beat the Bulldogs was 2010 uh, but that was an up year for the Dows, down year for Hermiston. Uh, they're both down this year. Mm-hmm. One one win Dows team, one win Hermiston team. I think as long as the Bulldogs show up with a pulse mm-hmm. and uh, avoid tripping over their own feet, they've got this one in the bag. Yeah. All right, so going a little farther down the road, Pendleton at Hood River. Uh, this one should be a game, though, it looks like. Both teams, uh, they've got a common opponent on their schedule and uh, both of them are pretty average this year. Eric, I heard you throwing some stats around earlier. Why don't you give us a few of those? Yeah. Well, first you mentioned the common opponent, which was uh, Ridgeview. Uh, obviously, Pendleton lost to Ridgeview 41-27. Um, and <clears throat> Hood River lost to Ridgeview earlier this year, too, 36-22. So kind of kind of evenly, uh, evenly back that way. Um, but you look at the Hood River schedule, they're three and three so far, but in their three wins, their uh, opponents have a combined record of two and fifteen, and in their three losses, their opponents have a combined record of twelve and five. So they like to they're good at beating bad teams, but can't beat the good teams. But with the Pendleton, they're about the same way. Their their two wins, their combined records are five and seven, <clears throat> and their losses, their four losses, teams' records are seventeen and seven. Um, so every way you break this this game down on paper, it's it's a pretty evenly even, mm-hmm. even matchup. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really good game this, this weekend. Yeah, in their last five meetings, Pendleton owns a 3-2 advantage, so pretty even there. Uh, last win in this series for Hood River was in 2012. Uh, so Pendleton obviously getting a, a more recent advantage. Uh, who, do you, who do you think pulls out a win in this one? It, it, was, it was a tough pick for me. I mean, I, I ended up rolling with a coin flip, honestly, and uh, I ended up picking Hood River. Uh, I, I think that Showing just a little bit more uh, offensive firepower, Pendleton struggled to get some consistency. So I think that's going to be the make or break point in this game. Yeah, this is a pick 'em game for me. That means I go with the home team. I'm I'm rolling with Hood River this week. Yeah, it's, it's a sweep. I, I I don't I don't know if Pendleton's shown much. I I I don't know really anything about either team if I'm being honest. But um, well, I, then your pick doesn't matter. Moving doesn't along, matter. I mean, I picked Hood River in the newspaper, so I guess I'll just say that. <laughs> All right, that's a good way to go. Uh, Ontario at Mac High in the 4A ranks, start of Greater Oregon League play, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And both teams are rolling into this one with one uh, win, similar points scored, points against, although Ontario is coming against a bit uh, tougher play. Anybody want to make a case for Mac High being able to win this one? I don't think so. Yeah. All right, we're getting head shakes. Ontario's a, a pretty easy pick in this one over uh, this struggling Mackay team. 
And going into 3A, Riverside at Vail, playing their first Eastern Oregon League game in two seasons. Um, they haven't, uh, they have never beaten Vail since the Eastern Oregon League was created in 2006. And uh, I, don't, I don't think this is the year they do it. No. No? no. All right. No arguments. Uh, we all like Vail. Umatilla at Nissa. I think this is one we can have a discussion about. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you see in that that, that matchup there? Well, um, Umatilla's result last week was was a bit surprising. A twenty point loss to to uh, Kingsway Christian of Vancouver, Washington. Um, that said, Nissa hasn't really jumped off the page either. Um, they're not that big. Um, which is a bit interesting for for teams, you know, at the, uh, over there. They're they're usually you know, pretty good size. Um, they have a running back, Kevin McCune. He's a senior. He's five seven, two hundred five pounds. He also plays defensive tackle. Uh, the quarterback is just five eight, one hundred fifty pounds. Blake Cleaver, a junior. Um, so I think Umatilla is the bigger team in terms of just raw size. Um, but I mean, this is it's this it's a this is a series that's sort of been been tilted towards Nissa for its entirety. So uh, certainly has two thousand eight last time Umatilla beat uh, the Bulldogs. So I mean that that doesn't that doesn't happen on accident, right? That that a certain that that a school holds holds power over another school. Well, that's... certainly not. I mean, Nissa had a stretch there in two thousand eleven through thirteen where they didn't lose a, a league game, yeah. and so. During that time, Umatilla probably didn't win a league game. I mean, so these are two teams that have kind of come from opposite ends of the spectrum. They're meeting somewhere towards the middle now. Um, I don't think Umatilla has come up to surpass Nissa yet. I still see Nissa uh, getting this win. I think they've kind of given themselves a tougher sure. uh, road yeah. through the preseason. And I, I think uh, you can't really understate the importance of that in, in high school football. So, Well, we're looking at this schedule, uh, 24-2 loss to LeGrand, um, who's, who Matt was saying is, uh, Mrs. Coach was saying that is one of the better LeGrand teams he's seen in, 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 in a while now. Well, yeah, the co- coach certainly gushed over them after getting beat by yeah. them. So, sure, but, I mean, but, I mean <laughs> sure, 24-2, though. I mean, but, yeah, yeah LeGrand's, no uh, LeGrand's fielding a solid team this year. And then, and then a 14-8 loss to Baker. So I, I don't know if this Nissa team and other wins are really that impressive, except for a forty to nine win over Ontario. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think this Nissa team is is heads and shoulders better than Umatilla, but mm-hmm. I think it's better than Umatilla. Yeah, I think they're they're used to the going up against bigger teams, yeah. and I think that's going to pay off. Yeah. So we got two Nissas mm-hmm. here. Go Eric this. going with the Nissa. All right, so no shift of power in the EOL this year. And uh, going on to 2A, where all the, the fireworks are going to be happening in Umatilla County this weekend. Uh, on Friday, Hepner at Stanfield, a huge game. The, the, two, the two remaining undefeated teams, and we're going to sort it all out, see who's, who's left standing on Friday. Uh, Sam, you, you previewed this game, mm-hmm. and you're going to be covering it, so mm-hmm. why don't you get, give us some knowledge here. Well, um it's it, on, on paper, man. These two teams match up really, really closely. Um, Stanfield is a bit more uh, top heavy in that they have you know, two or three guys who are who, are, who they're really relying on, uh, Dylan Grogan and Tyler Munkus. Um, then a little bit of Jason, Jason Fitzpatrick as well, and, and some other some other running backs. Uh, Hepner, meanwhile, much more balanced. Uh, they have three players with 200 or more rushing yards, three players with six or more rushing touchdowns. Two players who have thrown a touchdown pass, and like four players who have caught a touchdown pass. Five players who have caught a touchdown pass. They, I mean, they just—they have so many players. They have so many guys they can rotate in. 
And talking to Davis Salas the other day, he he's, he couldn't didn't have enough good things to say about Hefner. They do everything well. They play well in all three phases. He said they're gonna have to match their toughness, and I agree with that. Hefner Hefner plays football. You know, traditionally they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna tell you what they're gonna do, and they're gonna do it, and then they're gonna do it really, 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 really well. So uh, Stanfield though, coming off that half against Oregon, the the defense. I mean, Eric knows more about that game than I do, but yeah. seven points holding that Oregon offense to seven points and a half is a feat. Yeah, I mean that was it was a pretty impressive showing in that second half for Stanfield. I mean, Oregon did whatever they wanted in the first half, um, and second half, I mean, Stanfield's defense just would not let Oregon do anything. No, no runs wide, no runs up the middle, just absolutely shut them down. And you know, then on offense, Grogan and Munkus just you know, couldn't be stopped. And that's it's it's a pretty powerful combo, uh, you know, on, on offense. And when the defense plays like that, it's it's a pretty good unit. Yeah. I, uh... I, I think that uh, Stanfield is going to find out, though, and I, I mean, I'm sure they already know Hepner is going to be quite a different animal than, sure. than Irrigan. Uh You're looking on offense at a kid in uh, Caden Clark. Mm-hmm. He's been in this system. Uh, he's a senior. He's been starting now for, for at least three seasons, and he's going to be able to, to recognize what Stanfield is going to be doing on offense or on defense. He's, he's seen it before. This is the same system yep. that they've run under their past coaches. So there's going to be no issues there if Stanfield starts stopping one particular facet sure. of the game. I think you're going to see Hepner adjust really quickly. Um, one of the things that, that Greg Grant's been really pleased about lately is the play of his offensive line, sure. yeah. which is allowing for all of those balanced stats and, and big numbers coming out of there. And, um, you know, I, I just – Hepner shutting out Culver last week. That's, that's massive. I, these are these are some kids that are remaining very focused. I mean, Culver was an easy trap game scenario yeah, for them, and they didn't fall for it one bit. And they've been getting a ton of guys playing time. They're not dependent on one particular player. I, I just don't see a way that Stanfield can can come out of a win with this one. Here's an interesting stat that I think is interesting. Uh, Stanfield's opponent record is 14 and 19. Uh, they're 6 and 0 and 2 and 0 when they play. Hepner's opponent record is 7 and 25, 6 and 0 and 2 and 0. So, um, again, it's it's you know the toughest thing in, in the world in football to do is to compare results and say, mm-hmm. well, this team beat that team by this much and whatever. But Stanfield's played a better schedule, um, just in terms of, of how many wins and losses you know the teams that they play have. So, um, I, I'm not that's that's not it's not a game changer. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't heavily swing it in Stanfield's favor, but I think Stanfield may be more prepared for this game. One one big factor I think could be the the, the fact that Hepner's played a lot of time a lot of garbage time this game. And they've they've had a lot of time in the first half, early second half where they've had their starters in, but they they've played a lot of players in the second half mm-hmm. to, to keep away from injuries. And Stanfield's played recently a close game against West McEwen, a close mm-hmm. game against Oregon. You know, those I I think I think that'll help them out quite a bit uh, when it comes to a game like this, where you know they've, they've been tested in high high pressure situations more than Hepner. So I, mean, I think it's going to be a really good game. Well, I mean to counterpoint that Hepner is bringing back almost all the kids that went to the state championship game. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have experience in high That's pressure true. games. They're true. very experienced in that. Uh, they have the, the reigning defensive player of the year in Patrick Collins. He doesn't even lead the defense in tackles. So they right. got players everywhere. Right. But we could go on all day about this matchup. Let's just make our picks. I'm going Hepner. I'm going Stanfield. I'm going to pick Stanfield, too. All right. We got another big one to break down uh, across the county, Irrigan at Weston McEwen. Huge game for either team if they want to stay 
in the title race, uh, you're going to have to do it with one one loss. Uh, and the team that loses still has playoff hopes, but they're, they're pretty much going to be out of the title race at that point. So, uh, again, why, I think Weston McEwen's defense has a, a great chance to, to hold Irrigan to its fewest points of the season this, uh, this week. Yeah. And uh, Irrigan's got a big loss. They lost uh, middle linebacker Cougar Cross last mm. week to a, Oh, that's huge. He's a senior. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's their center. He's a captain. Yeah, he gets guys lined up. He makes the plays in front he of was, him. He's really, really important. He was all over the place in the first half for Irrigan's defense. Second half, they played. You know, and that obviously it, it, it hurt him in the second half, and that's that's going to be a, a place where you know Wes McEwen running up the middle. Um, I, I think that'll be a thing to watch in this game. Okay. What do you do? You think uh, you think Weston McEwen is is going to be able to pull it off? I mean, you got to see him play at, at Stanfield. Over there, that nineteen fourteen game, and it's uh, I, I this, this game I think is going to be uh, end up being a close one, but I think in the end Oregon's going to pull it out. All right, I'm really disappointed this wasn't on our slate of picks for the Pigskin Pickers this week because I think it would have been really balanced. Uh, I've seen uh, Weston McEwen pull off quite a few, you know, big wins at home. I know that's a, a tough place to to go in and and. Play the, the fans really come out and support them. They seem to really enjoy a, a type of home crowd atmosphere or home field advantage. And so, I think Weston McEwen keeps its title hopes alive and, and pulls off a little bit of a shocker, a little bit of an upset. I'm going to go with you. I, I think Steve Scheller's wing tee is going to have a really tough time against Weston McEwen defense. Um, I mean, if, I mean, again, we're comparing results here. It's, it's a fallacy. But uh, Stanfield scored 49 points um, against against Oregon and allowed 41. Uh, Weston McEwen with nineteen fourteen. Uh, that's you know half the points, right? Mm-hmm. Less than half in, in most cases. Yeah, so no, with, with nobody missing that that game. With nobody, you know, with nobody out. Players. So um, I, I have Weston McEwen. I mean, that's that's a stout front up there, and and I'm gonna have to go with Tigers guys in this one. All right, and then also in Columbia Basin Conference play, Culver at Pilot Rock. One of these teams will get its first league win uh, this week. Pilot Rock. Not able to get anything going at all against Weston McEwen last week in a, a big shutout loss. Same deal with Culver at Hebner. Uh, any anything pop out of you on, the, on this matchup, or is this a, a straight up pick 'em type game? Uh, I think Culver is tired of getting pushed around a little bit. Um, they're tr- they're traditionally one of the better CBC football teams, and, and you know obviously this year isn't their year. Um, I, I, I have a feeling they're going to take it out on Pilot Rock. They, they've shown some good signs this, uh, so far this year that you know, they've got potential. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been playing some tough opponents. I think this will be their week to, to get it going. Yeah, they really took Irrigan to the wire there in, in week one of league play, and, and Pilot Rock has kind of shown they're still trying to figure out kind of what they're doing personnel-wise and, and just all the rest out there. So Culver, uh, I'll make it a sweep. And so then moving into the 1A ranks, uh, we've got Echo playing a non-league game at Elgin. Um, you know, Echo's really down. I think they showed it last week that uh, maybe the, the rallying cry isn't going to be there for them this year. I like Elgin to, yeah, to take this one and playing at home. Yeah. I'm going to go with Echo. <laughs> yeah, it took you a while. I think that's a picking with your heart. Yeah, it really was. Okay. Ione at Mitchell, a couple of teams looking to stay out of the cellar in their division. I like Ione to, to come out of here probably with a close one based on their inconsistent play recently. 
This was a pick one for me, but I'm going to go with Ion. All right. We'll go with Ion, yeah. Okay, and uh, then finishing off with a, a pretty interesting game, Arlington at Sherman. Uh, this would be a, a great game for Sherman to overlook the Honkers. Um, they, they traditionally don't put up much of a fight against the Huskies, but uh, after being at the arlington Dufer game last week, I really came away liking what I saw in Arlington. They didn't get a lot of points on the board, but that defense is sound. They can shut down the run. They, they don't give up big plays, uh, well, excluding the one big play they did give up. Uh, but most of the time, they were, they were on their man. They, they knew what they were, they were doing. And I saw hints in the offense that they could have been better. Uh, and Sherman hasn't exactly had a, a stellar defense this year. So I think this is a good matchup for Arlington. I think Sherman's going to be a little overconfident playing them at home. I like Arlington to get this upset on the road. This was a pick-and game for me. I mean, I, I haven't seen Arlington plays. Uh, I mean, you saw them last week, but uh, Sherman's got a got a little bit of a roll going themselves mm-hmm. after losing the first two. But uh, actually, I think I'm going to pick Arlington this week. Yeah, their their middle run game was pretty good. Uh, their quarterbacks got a little bit of an arm on them. They had some consistency issues and a couple of drops last week that could have been to some huge plays. And actually, they had a chance on fourth down at the end of the game to to complete a huge pass that. They could have gone for a touchdown, but uh, the ball got there a little early. Receiver wasn't quite ready for it. It's uh, just one of those things that you, you tend to see in 1A football. But, you know, I, I think Arlington wasn't very far off from beating Dufer last week. I'm going to trust your judgment. I'm going to go to Arlington on the road. All right. So uh, it's all on me if, if Sherman <laughs> ends up winning. Great. Well, and there you have it. That's uh, our latest on the – high school sports scene. Thanks for listening to another Pigskin Pickers podcast. All right, welcome back to the NFL Pigskin Pickers podcast. I'm Tim Trainer, and I'm here with Steve Hill, and we are hat in hand after a one and four week where our millionaire uh, backers uh, took it, got taken to the cleaner. One and four, Steve, what, what's, what's your call on last week? Because we look back, just to remind our listeners, we took St. Louis plus nine, Buffalo minus two and a half, the uh, New York Giants minus four and a half, and Baltimore minus six and a half. All were losers. We saved our week a little bit, uh, saved a little bit of scratch there with Pittsburgh plus three. Uh, to go one and four, but uh, what's what's your take on everything that collapsed for us last well, week? Well, Tim, I don't want to sound like Yogi Berra, but I mean, sometimes you're right even when you're wrong. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Well, yep. I, so I I still feel I like we made the right picks. We had a few hunches. Yep. Um, uh, having to do with Cutler and the pirate ship that turned yep. out to be correct, uh, but they justified staying away from the game. Perhaps uh, we have to. Uh, go to our hunches a little harder this Maybe week. Maybe so. I I, st- I'm, I still look back. I watched a lot of that St. Louis game. They were they they missed three field goals and had a pick six late that pushed them over nine. They they were right. They played just as good as the Packers. I don't know how in God's name they didn't stay within nine there. I think that was a bad loss. Buffalo kneels down on the thirty, wins by one when we're given to you know they kick a field goal we cover that. That was a brutal loss. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, that one Bal- hurt. Yeah, Baltimore. Um, uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a straight loss. We were wrong on that. They're just they're just not very good. 
Uh, and then I would take, I would bet, I mean, how in God's name did the 49ers score any points? They, they, uh, they scored 20 after not scoring that much the last three weeks. Um, and then the Steelers came through for us. I don't know. It all, everything that could have went wrong did. Uh, still in the fourth quarter, I, I felt confident in the Rams and Bills. I thought we were going to get off to a good start, and just we couldn't get that last kind of fourth quarter TD to really move a loss to a win. So, And, you know, we scratched and clawed, and with that final play yeah. in the Pittsburgh game, uh, we got our W for the week. Oh, and five, what a we great game. We might have been kicked off the air at 0-5. So yeah. We're still alive. We're still up for the year, 13-12 and 12 on the year. Obviously a big step back for us. But we're gonna we're gonna turn this back around to four and one and get things back on the right on the right road, eh? I mean, for for those listening, this is hard. Just yeah. to remind everyone, that's you right. know, if you were thinking that we somehow had it all figured out, yep. but uh, that's what makes it fun. Yep. And uh, I got to see about the Pittsburgh game. You know, our one W. That uh, don't you agree that turning Vic loose to play his style mm-hmm. was the key to that win? Yep. And and they had to get desperate. They were down in the fourth quarter. Then they finally said, "Oh, well, let's let him throw the ball." And they did, and yeah, and they they couldn't be stopped. So I, I think Pittsburgh is is a better football team than San Diego. Uh, we made the right call there. That was a close game. That could have gone either way. But that's the same. Th- you know, if it's a close game, go either way. You might as well take the points, and we did. So yeah. I, we feel okay about that. Um, but yeah, one and four speaks for itself. Um, we got to make that back this week. So why don't we go through the games here a little bit uh, tonight? This is we're recording this on Thursday. Uh, we you know we it took us another day to. To recover and get back to our to our listeners here. So Thursday starts with the Falcons and Saints. Uh, we've been back in the Falcons all year. Uh, they're three and a half point favorites there in New Orleans. Uh, anything anything jump out at you about that one? Yeah, I just wonder about it being in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, you know the the Saints took it on the chin yeah. last game. Yeah, and uh, you know short week for them. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, while Julio Jones is probable, yeah. uh, are you worried about him uh, being yeah. limited in any I way? Mean, I mean, I think the Saints are are a kind of a, a team that's combusting. Um, I think the Falcons at the same time, we, we knew they were due for a bad a bad week. They've been great all year. They had a Washington team at home and, you know, went to overtime. They, they dearly could have lost that game. Somehow ended up covering in overtime, which always makes you, uh, you know, scratch your head. Um, How many picks did Breeze throw in yeah, that game? Oh, yeah. He was uh, there bad. were several. So, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. think that um, Breeze yeah. is great and everything, but if you yeah. have to take uh, that game, I'd go Falcons. Do you I think, think that rises to one of our five picks? It doesn't week? to me at this point. Um, a, a, a division rival on the road on Thursday. Thursday night's game's going to be sloppy, and uh, I, I think it's a stay away, but I would lean Falcons if they had to go. Yeah. Direction. yeah, let's stay away on that one. All right, we'll do that. Um, so we'll go to our Sunday games. We start out early Sunday morning with the Broncos visiting the Browns. And the Broncos are getting or four-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, they, they won again in a tight one last week. Uh, why do you make this team? They're still 5-0. and oh. They just don't look very good, though. Um, they, they needed a late pick six to beat Oakland. Um, I don't know. What, what's your take on the Bronx? The Browns had a, had a decent win on the road against a division rival. Yeah, I just I'm a believer in the Broncos defense and mm-hmm. I think you know the Peyton's due for a good game. Let's let's uh see what happens taking the Broncos only giving four and a half. Uh, I think that's one of our five. What do you think? Yeah, I, I see I see your point. Um I'm not I have not been impressed with the Broncos, but 
Uh, Luke McCown's been good for Josh McCown. I'm sorry, Josh McCown's been good for two weeks in a row. That seems pretty crazy. The, a Browns quarterback can't have three good weeks in a row, right? No, against that defense. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on the Broncos, but I think, I think they get it done in Cleveland and win by you know a low scoring game by a touchdown. That's that's what I'm thinking. Maybe a 2013 or something. And when we go back to not overreacting, let's not overreact to Peyton Manning's struggles. Yeah. I think that's a, a very good team uh, yeah. defensively, and uh, my prediction is they pick up some points defensively, yeah. the Broncos. Oh, and, and the same thing. Don't overreact to a Cleveland win on the road against a bad Baltimore team. <laughs> right. You know, right. this was a Cleveland team that lost at home to Oakland in the last home game. So why not? Why can't they lose to a Denver team that just beat Oakland last week, you know? Okay. So I say we mark. Uh, All right. We mark we got Denver uh, minus four and a half in, playing in Cleveland. All right. That's Morning game. All right. Then we got the Bengals at the Bills. The Bengals getting a little respect finally. They're um, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in what I just saw is supposed to be a snowy, nasty game in in Buffalo. Um, I guess I get to talk a little bit about the uh, Bengals last week. Um, at home against Seattle, I watched it in Portland, surrounded by a bunch of Seattle fans, and Halfway through the third quarter, they said, bah, yeah, I knew the Bengals were overrated. They're not very good. Went to 24-7, and they were all talking smack. And then without, you know, sort of those big comebacks, of, you know, down 17 in the fourth quarter, you need, like, a huge play. Bengals really didn't have it. They just got three and outs. They, they, they had long drives, no onside kicks, just went down, got it to overtime, won it in overtime. They're a good team. They've got a ton of confidence right now. But at the same time, like, we, we, looked, we talked about those Falcons. It's just hard to be really good. Every week, they were up for a huge game at Seattle. There's a little bit of a trap game here. And for me, that's enough to, to stay away. The Bills, not impressive last week. Uh, squeaking went out over Tennessee. But a trap game, in my opinion. Yeah, and Buffalo at home with, yeah. you know, sort of the we're waiting to see more of it. But, you know, the talent they have on defense. Yeah. Uh, if it's a snow game, yeah. I think that, you know, we got to stay away. Right. It, and the points, too. Like, you know, you, you might see a 13-10 win. Uh, you don't want to have to give up a bunch of points in us in us in inclement weather, so right. we're going to pass on that one. Uh, why don't we go to your boys? The Vikings are four point favorites against Kansas City, and I, th- I think we're leaning hard towards Minnesota. I love the respect the Vikes are getting. They're coming off a bye week, yeah. and um, I just think that uh, the Chiefs—they're just—I uh, don't know—a little bit. Um, Insecure, perhaps. I don't. Know. I still don't know how good they are. Well, they had a season-ending injury to their best player, Jamal Charles, last week, and that yeah, it's cost them the, the win last week, and it might cost them their season. That was a that was a season-ending loss, and you got to think that they're a little bit down in the dumps, right? Yeah, and these young running backs can come up, fill the shoes. I mean, we saw that with uh, Lynch being out. I thought that his fill-in did tremendously well for the Seahawks. So you can throw a new running back in, but I agree with you. There's just some insecurity there, and um, it's sort of an interesting story. I mean, you've got in the news now Adrian Peterson consoling uh, this uh, horribly injured, you know, chief. Yeah. And, you know, AP went through the same thing. Hopefully they can help each other out. Yep. But uh, I think you got to go strong with the Vikes at home, uh, giving four. Uh, and we might even get uh, Charles Johnson back, this receiver who we had high hopes for all season who's been hurt. And uh, I would love nothing more 
than uh, Teddy Bridgewater to make a statement with this ball game. Yep. And this could be the one to do it. Uh, I'm really looking for a lot of action between Bridgewater and Kyle Rudolph, the tight end. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think the Vikes got to be one of our picks. Yeah. And, and I, I really like the, the coming off the bye, Betty. Right. Two weeks, you're a little, you're a little more healthy. Obviously, the Chiefs are really beat up. Um, I like the Vikings. Same time, I think that line. When you say respect, I think it it shows that. I think Vegas thinks the AFC is better than the NFC. Well, yeah, and uh, I don't know how much that line has moved. Let me I, see where the line is right now. now. It's Vikings minus four. Yeah, and I think that. Um, you know, it, obviously the line came out uh, for our purposes after yeah. the Jamal Charles injury. Yep. But uh, I'd be surprised if we don't see some interesting moves in that line mm-hmm. before kickoff. All right, so then we'll take the four. Um, let's go on then. Uh, we've got the Texans and the Jaguars, a pick game against two teams that, oof, um, I don't think have really excited either of us. So why well, pick one over the other, right? Yeah, I mean, I was listening to a lot of football talk about how, you know, is J.J. Watt worth all the money? Because it seems yeah. like they can take him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, double team him, maybe right. even triple team him, and all of a sudden right. he's a non-factor. I, I was waiting for big J.J. Watt, you know, mm-hmm. contributions to uh, Texans' victories. I'm not seeing them. Uh, At the same time, doesn't it show that the NFL is not a one-man team? Like, exactly. Yeah, you, you can have a great player. You can have a Sherman. But you need everybody else to be good because you can – you know, make your offense go in a different direction. You got to have other good players who step up. Exactly. I think we stay away from that one. I'm with you there. Uh, Lions and Bears has interested us. Uh, the Lions are giving three. The O and five Lions, three point favorites. What the what? They couldn't have looked worse last week. No, and benching Stafford was an interesting move. Apparently, uh, their star quarterback and coach have. have patch things up. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I want to run, Tim, with our hunch uh, about Cutler, and perhaps it, it wasn't a shared hunch, but I definitely uh, am worried about Cutler now and then having a good game sure. that uh, makes the Bears as underdogs surprise everyone. Um, that certainly happened last week. They were the biggest money line underdog, and they cashed on that. Yeah. And Cutler threw some balls that were just gorgeous in that game. I think the Bears are better than we think they are. Maybe so. And it, and they may just pounce all over these Lions that are spiraling down the drain, even though this game's in Detroit. Uh, I like the Bears pulling out another squeaker, getting three points uh, would help us cover that. Yeah, and if you look back, the, the Bears got – Throttled by the Cardinals, beat by the Packers, beat by the Seahawks. Three teams that we think are pretty good. Um, maybe they're a good bad team this year. You know, they're going to beat the teams that they that are bad, and they're going to lose the teams that are good. So, and the Lions, yeah, like you said, are a mess. They benched a quarterback last week. Um, I think Jim Caldwell is close to getting fired. Um, let's maybe put this as the icing on the cake that that sends them into a real tailspin. We'll take okay. the Bears plus three. Whether it makes our top five, I think they're right on the bubble. So I think we put okay. a question mark by okay. that one, right. and we'll make that decision at the end. Yeah. All right. What the Jets and uh, Jets and Washington? Um, the Jets are minus six at home. Uh, Washington been pretty good for a couple weeks. They've been now. surprising the defense me. Defense has been excellent. Yeah. Uh, but we like the Jets too. Um, they've been. They just seem like a smart team to me. Really athletic, and they're coming off a bye. We we love those uh, teams coming off byes. One touchdown, they cover. I think we go Jets at home. Hmm. All right. 
All right. You I'm can a, put a question mark on you that one. got two one. question marks there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I've been very impressed with the Jets. Uh, how about we go on to the Cardinals and the Steelers? Steelers plus three. Big win. Big win last play of the game. Yeah. And uh, perhaps they will turn Vic loose to play like Vic from, you know, the beginning of the game. But uh, Steelers at home against the Cardinals, <coughs> who haven't, in my judgment, really been tested by a strong defense yet this season. Um, I think you got to go Steelers on that one. What do you think? Rams, Rams uh, beat the Cardinals, and that's that's a decent defense, you know. But they've been they've just been throttling people. Um, I'm a little more suspicious than you. Um, Vic, yeah, Vic pulled that out, but they were they were one play away from losing to San Diego, who we've, we've pretty much admitted is not a very good team. Um, I, I oof, yeah, I guess so. It's nice to have a home home underdog, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. And uh, the Cardinals are due for a hiccup. I yeah. really think so. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll just have to see how tough they are. But uh, I would vote for the Steelers making yeah. our top five. I wonder if Carson Palmer has some uh, bad feelings about the Steelers. I mean, the last time he saw them, he was getting his leg broken in a hundred different places by Chemo Van Olhoffen and ruining Palmer's career for about five years and maybe his legacy. So maybe he's got some bad mojo with the uh, Steelers and we'll take the Steelers at home plus three. Yeah, what, if, what do you think about the weather? Are they going to get any snow I'm there? not sure. I, I'm, 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 yeah, it's not far from Buffalo, and I saw Buffalo was, was calling for it. So it might be a – That could be, be a factor yeah. there. Um, and that's – and I think in inclement weather, you just love the points, right? Right. And yeah. um, I just – I don't know. I think the, the Steelers – it's weird. You would think without Big Ben, there'd be a big drop-off. You'd think there'd be just some tension or yeah. something. And they just seem to be doing well with mm-hmm. Big Ben sort of acting uh, like a coach. Yeah. I mean, Vic was giving him all kinds of credit for the that, win, yeah, the, the, the long the, pass. Yeah, the touchdown pass. And, and I just kind of think that um, there's some sort of feel-good uh, – mojo going on with the Steelers and I just my gut's telling me that while the Cardinals are good that uh home under uh, home underdog uh let's do it all right feel good mojo with the Steelers kind of <laughs> makes me nauseous a little bit but we'll go past that then that's fine. <laughs> Titans and Dolphins Dolphins plus two yeah I don't know uh, what to do with that uh, yeah I have no idea Dolphins are a whole new team with a new coach you kind of you know this guy is I mean they were they were not playing hard for for the last guy Joe Philbin um it's yeah, it's a question mark for a new coach how they're going to respond. I think it's a stay away. The Titans were blah, I think, in Buffalo and disappointed to come away with loss. I think those are two still teams we don't have a finger on. So yeah, let's stay guess. away on that. Okay, Seahawks Panthers. You got some thoughts on this? Panthers are plus seven in Seattle. Right. I just I think we take the Panthers I, again. I, Seahawks very uh, likely will win that game, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, while we saw a few more points coming up last game, yep. uh, I just think that there's something about Cam Newton. He's kind of rolling and um, getting seven points. That's uh, another team coming off a bye, too. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. you got to like that. I do. And mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about Lynch being back in. But, uh, you know, yeah. so what? I so mean, yeah. we. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we, we hope that Cam – is Cam puts a yeah. bunch of surprise points on the board, and uh, perhaps if they go up ten zip, you know we've got a seventeen point head start 
you know, we'll see what happens. Yep, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, yeah, I mean, Seattle got a defensive touchdown last week again, too. So their offense is, you know, they put up 24, but only 17 of that was from their offense. Um, yeah, Panthers, I mean, they got to be looking in a little no respect. They're undefeated this year, and they're seven-point underdogs. I think they got to kind of come in there as this is a game to put, just like Cincinnati last week. Cincinnati said, all right, you know, here comes the – the you know the team that was one play away from back to back Super Bowl champs, we got to beat these guys, and maybe Carolina's thinking that too. Maybe they can't beat them, but they're going to stick with them and, and play them tough. So we'll take Carolina plus seven. Then. Packers and Chargers, um, we got beat by the Packers, but I, I watched a lot of that game. I was not impressed. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw two picks. Um, I don't know. I, the Ravens are good. Um, the Packers are ten and a half point favorites here. We've been a little suspicious of that many points in the past. What are you thinking on this one? Initially, I was thinking just keep on rolling with the pack at home at Lambeau, but then you started talking to me about the Patriots and yes. which juggernaut do you want to go with, and uh, yeah. uh, you sort of talked me into uh, going with the Pats. Well, those are, those uh, are two interesting games to, to – I think the Colts are no better than the Chargers. Um, the game's in – you know, the difference is that it's in Indy. Um, that Patriots are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. But when I look at that game, I just think Bill Belichick is pissed off. This is the old FU game, <laughs> you know, the old deflate gate. These are the guys that whine to the NFL about oh, deflated balls and all that. I think they are really excited to go in there to a Colts team that has not found their footing this year, and I think they're ready to roll them. And I have no problem giving seven and a half. Let's take the Pats. Okay, taking the Patriots on the road as favorites, but I think they are going to come out pretty hard. Uh, we skipped over a little game here between two teams that uh, are. I don't want to pick between the Ravens and the 49ers. The 49ers at home are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I would lean Ravens, too, but they let us down last week. So I've yeah, I don't want anything there. to do with that game. And, I, and just when we thought the Niners couldn't do anything, they sort of showed a little life last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stay away from that game for sure. Okay. Um, and then Monday night, it's the same thing. Two teams that we just have, don't have a read on, Eagles and Giants. Giants are getting four and a half in Philly. Philly, Philly had a you know finally had a coming out party last week. They played great. They rolled the Saints, but that's a team that we're still. I don't think I'm very confident in week to week, right? But they didn't get out of the blocks very well. Right. I mean, so they put a bunch of points up yep. late, but I mean they were coughing the ball up early. It did not look good. I got a close friend uh, who's an Eagles fan, and the texts from him early were not good. Yep. Uh, and then all of a sudden they turn things around. So I, I think we stay away from the Monday night game uh, and keep a close eye on those Giants and see how real they are. I've liked the way Eli has hung in. And, um, you know, I, I think that we see those magical plays out of Eli now and then. But I don't want to see if these mm-hmm. Giants can grind away. And it'll be a test for him in Philly. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, so looking back on our picture, we got four for sure. So we got the Broncos uh, minus four and a half. We got Minnesota uh, minus four. We've got Pittsburgh plus three and Patriots minus seven and a half, which leads us back to our two question marks. We got to pick the Bears plus three or the Jets minus six. I vote Bears uh, just because uh, I just I think the Lions are just awful. And I think the Bears are believing in themselves more each game. Yep. Um, I think that while I love the Jets at home, yep. those Redskins aren't bad. Yep. And when we compare the two games, we like 
the Bears, we like the Jets, but who has the easier opponent to yeah. crush? I think yeah. it's Chicago. All right, fair enough. We'll take the Bears and we'll take the points. Why not? Isn't that great? Just like throw them in. Hey, here's three points too. Yeah. Take those and do it. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So that those are our picks to kind of bounce back from a one and four week. We're taking Denver, the Broncos on the road, minus four and a half. The Vikings at home, minus four. Chicago Bears on the road, plus three. Pittsburgh at home, plus three. And the Patriots on the road, seven and a half point favorites. Anything else uh, we should mention here, Steve? Well, just once again, I just I'm a believer in your Bengals. I think they're doing great. Yep. And I appreciate the uh, article you sent me on the uh, Draft Kings yeah. and uh, FanDuel. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners well, just a just little bit a, about that? Yeah, they had a really rough PR week there. Um, a giant, giant uh, jackpot went to a, a employee of one of the companies that was playing with some possibly proprietary information from another company. Uh, there's just real problems about it, um, and. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my money on that until they get figured out. There's a gold rush there for for computer hackers and algorithms for sure. If you're if you're a, you know know how to write code and know how to do some algorithms, that makes sense. But for Joe Blow watching football every Sunday, I'm I'm staying away. Well, in the the article which came out of SI.com, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been yeah. I think a lot of that was based on Washington Post report. Okay, but what? What really impressed me was how concentrated the winnings are. I mean, right. there's like 10 guys yep. who are controlling yep. most yep. of the wins. And then you look at 20,000 participants getting just, you know, the crumbs. Yep. Uh, that says a lot. Yep, exactly. Yep. So we'll, we'll be on the old-fashioned way, picking games, right? Exactly. And just, uh, you know... It sounds so fun in the ads and, yeah. you know, for the younger guys listening in on this, just uh, be careful on all this uh, stuff you, you might be doing with your fantasy betting because right. that's really what it is. I, yeah. And I think we may very well see this shut down yeah. in a lot more states real soon. Yep, I hear you. All right, so right now we're still above 500 for the year. We're 13 and 12. We need a big, big week to get back. Uh, to our winning ways, and it's going to come this week. So thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, bet a million dollars on every on everything we pick, and you'll be you'll be rich again. You're right? still up a million. Somebody yep. out there. Exactly. Send us your thoughts <laughs> at audio at eastoregonian.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye.